Welcome down to this week's episode of Paddy Talks Golf, powered by the beautiful people at 4Golf Custom. That's 4Golf.ie, Derek and Don, Christine and Jill, and they power this podcast, so you got to thank them. And if you want your own custom-fitting tour-level experience in Clean Castle, head over to 4Golf.ie forward slash booking. I get my clubs there. Actually, those new Callaway Apex that were just launched this week look class, so um, maybe going in there uh, after the golfing season. But also, this man on the PGA Tour, will he, make, will he or won't he make the Ryder Cup? I hope he does. All right, Seamus. Hey, I'm Seamus Power on the PGA Tour. If you're looking for the best golf club reviews out there on YouTube, just check out the guys at 4Golf Custom. They've custom-fit my golf clubs for years, and they're the best in the business. Best in the business, for sure. Master club fitters, building better golfers, and absolutely one of the best club reviews and what to expect from golf clubs for your game over on YouTube. So the YouTube link will be in the show notes below as well we got great feedback we that's me and you you who are listening because uh, you uh, ensure this podcast is going on last week's episode which was a preview for the south of ireland championship which was duly won by friend of the podcast colm campbell and hard look on other friend of the podcast peter o'keefe but we have faith in you peter you'll be back there in many more finals and you'll get that green jacket uh, if not one but multiple and um, this week we have the ceo back on again forefront sports keen brannigan uh, to talk about the Irish legends up in Seapoint, but also what's coming up in a couple of weeks. We have a giveaway, so tune in after the interview um, for the KPMG Women's Open. So roll it there, Colette. I mean, it, listen, we're talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Well, Joe Bradley, what did he get at? ready to rock 70 episodes ago episode 85 if you want to know all about Kim Brannigan his history he's basically his the interview should he ever look for a job if you just just play that episode everything about Keen and forefront is there seven years in IMG and now in forefront sports that was in 2021 yeah and back then your walk on song was another one bites the dust is it still the same uh probably <laughs> it has to be yeah I can't change it now <laughs> For the week, that's uh, it. We got one of the Sinead O'Connor ones, but... Uh, oh, no. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got big into Sinead when I lived in Italy, and you might have been the same. The minute I moved abroad, I got into U2, uh, Sinead O'Connor, the Cranberries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, even a bit of Aslan, so yeah, yeah. For the week, that's in it, 100%. Yeah. Nothing compares. <laughs> Nothing compares. Um, we met a couple of weeks ago up in Seapoint. Yeah. Um, Legends Tour was there. Um, what's the official name for it? I would just call it the Legends Tour at Seapoint, but it's the, the Irish old... Legends, yeah, yeah. So the, the, Legends, the, yeah. the old Irish seniors, and now it's called the Irish Legends, yeah. So I was there for about two and a half hours because, yeah. contrary to popular opinion, I've uh, <laughs> I, I, in between feeds, I dropped up. <laughs> <laughs> and by all accounts, like the weather, the weather was phenomenal. Uh, even that was early in the week, there was a very good crowd there. Um, I couldn't get over how relaxed all the participants were, both pro and, and celebrity. Um, that was my on-the-ground feedback. And I assume, did it continue throughout the week then, like that? 
Yeah, it did. It absolutely did. Um, Thursday was the celebrity pro am. The sun was shining uh, with a couple of thousand people in there. It was it was rocking, you know, some good celebrities. Um, there was a a few a bit of a sing song with Daniel O'Donnell in the bar till about half eleven till they got kicked out. So the crack was the crack was there on the Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday were tournament days. Uh, you know, it was it was a strong field. Uh, three major winners in there. Um, you know, pretty pretty significant field in there. Peter Baker shot a course record sixty three in a fair wind. I thought it was it was a good gale there, and uh, he broke the course record. It was phenomenal shooting. And then Sunday was just a kind of a, a beautiful day, a roll away kind of leader, and uh, Peter lifted the trophy. So it was a it was a huge success. Great week, absolute great week. Yeah. So I I listened back to episode eighty five. Yeah. And. A lot of your time in IMG was as challenges manager, director of operations. So we, in that conversation, went into what Forefront was then in yeah. terms of your managing various brands. I still wear my G-Tech from October to April. <laughs> Sometimes I might be wearing it in the South. I might be wearing it down in the South this weekend, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. to be fair. So how how did stuff progress from, I suppose, Heffern Brands breaking to EU to going on to manage tournaments like, like the RX Legends? Yeah, good question. Um, so the, the brands, I think I probably mentioned on that podcast that time, uh, episode 85, sounds like a, a prisoner number, 85. Um, but, um, you know, back then, the brands was really just pivoting kind of with COVID that was going on. Uh, but I, I must have mentioned in that, that, you know, the DNA of the company when we started, it was events. Um, so the brands was, I wouldn't say it was a part-time, but it was just something we came across. We pivoted with COVID and we kind of came across it um, you know, just by chance, really, with COVID, it was a huge success. Uh, where we are now with kind of brands is we're still in that space, but we've kind of got, we've got, we've kind of stopped some partnerships uh, with some of the brands that just didn't make sense for us. And we've kind of consolidated, consolidated that down to about two brands that we work with now. So it's uh, Johnny O is a West Coast clothing brand, huge success. So we're in probably nine of the top 15 courses in Ireland. It's a premium kind of brand, beautiful clothing. You can get it in any of the kind of top, eight courses in Ireland um, and then Terragon as well. So kind of premium brands. Um, so we're still doing that. Uh, Ben's kind of flying the flag there. He's the account manager across those brands. We're always open to new ones, uh, anyone that needs assistance in the local market, but really events was always the core of business. Um, so probably when we were speaking last, uh, I was kind of having a few calls trying to resurrect the women's open at that time uh, through various sponsors Um and what happened was uh, Drumoland and, and Golf Ireland basically and the government agreed uh, you know, to bring the event back in December 21. Um, and then Drumoland held their hand up to kind of bring it back. You know, They said, we'll host it, we'll underwrite it, we'll take the risk. Um, so between both parties there, there's a huge uh, you know, recognition that needs to go. Eamon O'Donnell brought to the board of Drumoland and uh, they kind of gave the green light. Then I was brought in and then we brought in KPMG, which is another huge milestone, obviously such a a powerful brand in the Irish space um, and obviously their, their investment in women's sports anyway. So there was a couple of influential decisions there that brought that back. And um, so when that came back, we were the co-promoters with Dramoland last year. Um, and uh, that really kind of went from there. It really feels like one big blur uh, since then. It really does. Or a dream, a good dream. Um, and then since then, so the Women's Irish Open came back. That was in September, August prior to, to the month before the Women's Irish Open, we were asked, um, by Peter Adams, who's uh, who used to be the championship director for the European Tour, he asked us to help with the Irish Legends last year in Rosalpena. 
with uh, John and the guys up there. So we went up there, we did the staging there. So about five of us went up, we did the staging, real great success. Um, and then we rolled into the women's, um, which was a huge success last year, 25,000 through the gate. Um, you know, Leona had a, an incredible, you know, week really considering the pressure that was on her, you know, um, um, you know, um, and so she did amazing and uh, the crowds are brilliant. The event was a huge success. And that's kind of the, the short synopsis of how we kind of got uh, got going back into the event space. Yeah, yeah. No, but definitely using, you know, all, all those learnings from from the past life in, in in IMG to to propel that forward and bring all those things together. It wasn't like you were learning as you as you went. You know, very, very yeah, very no, no. In that space. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, IMG was. Just, I still look at it like you know the most amazing seven years the best apprenticeship i've ever done and you know if it wasn't for that i wouldn't have been in this position anyway regardless you know if it wasn't for a lot of things and um, we wouldn't been in this position but yeah absolutely learned a lot there but learning a lot more now that i'm at my own with no you know boss to help you out or no big bank account in img to rescue you if things go wrong and so it's uh yeah it's uh it's it's it's, it's learning every day's a school day <laughs> uh we the last words we said to each other in Sea Point were, "I'll grab a coffee, but you just run to town to get, to get some some spondulics for the caddies." Did the caddies get paid in the end? They did. They got paid in the end. <laughs> yeah, I had to take out a few grand. I wasn't sure if I was going to get approved by it. I was panicking. I didn't want uh, thirty local caddies would have had my head in a plate, you know. So, uh, but we got there in the end. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good man, good man. So, uh, a couple of years ago, forefront was uh, employee count was one. Mr. Brannigan and when I was in Sea Point, I lost count of the amount of forefront logos I saw going around. So how has the company scaled, I suppose, since the back end of COVID to now? Yeah, it's it's had to scale pretty quickly, to be honest. Uh, with the women's, uh, the KPMG Women's Irish Open is such a big event. Um, so last year we probably had about three full time on that event, and then about three additional kind of consultants. Um, and now current day the headcount we are six full time and two consultants who kind of work in various areas for you know certain amounts of time of the year so um but i heard after i think we were at about four or five and my uncle marty said to me uh you know one bit of advice hire slowly um you know be patient with hiring but we had no choice and uh, we had to scale up but we got the best people I, I we've got you know rock stars in here you know simon simon who's it was our operations director he worked with the fai previously cricket ireland tennis ireland so I'm learning a lot from them as well because all I know is golf. So um, we're venturing into some other sports, and that's where you know they're they're teaching me things. So it's uh, yeah, it's grown pretty quickly, all in about fourteen months, which is which is pretty scary. I know. So you're in your Facebook stage. Facebook's uh, initial thing was like move fast and break stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, they yeah, pivot, yeah. They had to pivot that when they got to a certain level. Yeah, and they just exactly. Breaking yeah. stuff, but yeah. Um, this this episode will be going out in a couple of weeks before Dromolin happens. So 31st of August to 3rd of September, KPMG Women's Irish Open, Dromolin Castle. I would have pretended a lot as a junior and uh, taken advantage of some Fred Daly practice rounds. Uh, <laughs> but um, the leading lights in European golf, Leon is there. I think, is it Anne Van Damme is there? Lynn Grant will be there. It's like the who's who yeah. of um, of women's golf. And I think that was one of the pillars to to improve it this year was I suppose, uh, you, the, well, you can tell me, the Tented Village, there's a change there, there's more experiences available, and then also Stronger Field were two kind of main pillars I heard were being really focused on. What, what else am I missing? 
Yeah, no, you're spot on. I think, you know, you have to evolve the event year on year, you know, the evolution and the, the progress needs to happen year on year. Last year was an absolute roaring success for many reasons. Um, but, you know, the bar was set and we have to set the bar higher again this year. So a couple of ways we kind of looked at that was, you know, customer engagement, customer experience. So we've moved, you know, the parking facilities, the entrance facilities, the um, uh, spectator village is now 50 meters from the 18 green and it's literally 10 meters from the base of the castle so it's probably in my time of doing events it's the most impressive location of a tented village spectator village i've ever come across and um, you know within that there's live music there's vr golf activations food trucks you know sports direct have you know various activations going on and various other partners so it's a very family fun kind of place to be and then some other areas we looked at obviously from a media perspective we've got the same tv coverage this year so we're live on sky sports for three hours every day and same as rte so we'll, we'll have the same similar package to the men's irish open have which is which is huge for us and um, we've opened up the hospitality for the first time in the history of the event uh, to the public so you can go on to kpmg women's irish open.ie and get hospitality packages which is a first for the championship um, and it's quite rare just just on the let circuit in general to be able to purchase a, a hospitality package like that so uh we saw some demand last year, so we can't, we, we, we kind of um, you know took a risk this year, and it's paying off. It's going really, really well. Uh, we might even have to close one of the days here shortly, which is which is great. I mean, that just proves it's 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 a, there's a demand for it, um, and the field is very good. So yeah, as you said, there, Leona, Anya, Olivia, and Van Dam, Annabelle Dimmick, um, and obviously Clara, and we've a few more to add as well in the coming days. So um, so yeah, it's just improved really. I think everybody's got that right, regardless of what work you're in, what line of work. You know, you're never never get comfortable. You always got to set the bar higher and improve. Uh, which which group have the bigger crowds, uh, Leona McGuire or Anya Donegan? Well, it's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> I believe. Or will they be paired together? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe the whole local local contingent is uh, is uh, coming down for Anya. But um, uh, the Leona crowds last year, I mean, were incredible. I mean. Leona said herself I mean it felt like a major out there last year that's a quote you know from her and a lot of the other players and a lot of the caddies said it and you know specifically that's you know five or six deep following her but I think you know they they might be paired together we'll, we'll have to sit down Tuesday of, of event week and kind of structure that um, but uh, yeah if they are I think we could be looking at some pretty pretty hefty crowds there So for like I don't know what goes into well I have an idea of what goes into at, at a course trying to get an event there. So the hint of the Irish Open and most recently, like a few weeks ago, announced his Walker Cup venue. I'm, I'm not involved in those conversations, way above my pay grade and stepping the ladder of my membership criteria. In terms of, <laughs> uh, I'm only a member Ooh. for 25 years. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the plug. Decade. Every episode there's a little hinge plug. <laughs> you have to. You have to. You have to um, so it might be another decade before I get anywhere near uh, being involved in those conversations. Yeah. But at what point... I love how things work. So at what point would a venue or a sponsor maybe or a tour go, hey, we need to ring that Keen guy, the, the forefront sports team? At what point is the right stage to spin spin you an email or try and get you in the loop? Yeah, it completely varies. Um, so, for example, the Legends Tour just knew, you know, they knew we were the kind of golf company here in Ireland. They were short on resources at the time, so they knew you know we could hit the ground running. So I always say to people, you look, we'll immobilize a team, we'll immobilize a team, you know, who know what they're doing, the professionals and what they do, and they'll get the ball rolling. 
And then I suppose there's the initial stage, which is the concept stage, which, you know, we're, we're, we're looking at some other events further afield as well at the moment, where you're going in with either a sponsor or a government, you know, it's either your idea or their idea and they approach you. Um, and I suppose to go back to the Women's Irish Open last year, it was a very, it was a very niche scenario because, you know, uh, Golf Ireland, Sport Ireland had brought it back, they'd announced it prior to having a staging company like us or a promoter and prior to having a venue like Jamoland um, on board, you know, Jamoland, they were aware, Eamon and Mark and the team down there were very keen, but I don't think from memory, they weren't kind of signed on. Um, so then Jamoland then signed on and then Jamoland kind of sanctioned me there and knew that I was kind of previously looking at a few bits with a couple of sponsors. I'd previously spoken to the KPMG team who were keen kind of early on in COVID. Um, so that one was quite niche, but it's kind of really, it depends on what stage you're at. Um, but if you want to do a Paddy Talks Golf Worldwide Invitational, Paddy, we can we can pick that up offline. Be... We can, yeah, yeah, Baker's Bay. Baker's know, somewhere, Bay, yeah, yeah. Somewhere I know nice and... that could get us there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just I just dropped a DM to my guy, JJ Dunham. You know, I think yeah. he gave him a solid for two days in the day last year. Yeah. But no, it's, it's just interesting because people think events just happen and they rock up and then people are quick to judge on, on the experience. So what goes into, I suppose, providing that experience from, from, from your standpoint in, in trying to give a whole different range of demographic of people, men, women, yeah. kids from seven to 97, 107, it's not about a couple of people, yeah. uh, into giving them the best day or the best week? Yeah, well, just to touch on your point there, like pe people do assume it just happens. And itself over the years when I did them, you know, my family would arrive or my friends or just general public would always come up to me and be like, Jesus, you think these things just happen? And I always just have in my head when someone says that, like what, like a red button that you press and the grandstands pop up and the marquees pop up. But j just to highlight, for example, like, you know, last year, yes, the government uh, and, and Sport Ireland Golf Ireland made an announcement in twenty December 21 that, look, we're going to put X amount and bring back the, the, the Women's Irish Open. But somebody had to underwrite that and somebody had to be the, 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 the risk taker in that because it's it's not cheap to put these events on. I mean, you know, it's it's, it's, a, it's a lot of money. And it's only got more expensive post-COVID. And um, so Dramola put their hand up for that. And I wouldn't have been in a position to do that because we were such still in an early stage as a startup you know, that somebody needs to take on the risk. So we co-promoted with Dramolin, but Dramolin um, took on the risk of any shortcomings, you know, not bringing in commercial revenue or, or you know, not hitting gate targets and so on. And obviously I worked pretty closely with them on all projections and stuff, but they ended up paying a pretty hefty price at the end of the day. And, you know, I kept saying to Mark and Eamon, you know, do we need to cut here and, you know, save some costs here? But their attitude was no, like we're a five-star establishment. Absolutely no five-star treatment goes out. And that was always communicated back from the players like the buffet at breakfast was like like a, like it was something like you'd see at the open last week it was incredible like little things of smoothies and shots of smoothies and ginger shots and just oh, it was incredible so that was their attitude but somebody needs to do that now moving forward forefront you know this year we're in a joint venture with Dramoland but moving forward forefront take on the promotion because we're a promotion company and and and, and Dramoland aren't uh, they, they're hosting it this year and and, and down the line but next year we're looking for a new venue now uh, and we're, we're for 2024 and we're looking at the Dublin area because that's you know something we promised to other stakeholders. But we'll come back to Dramoland in you know around 26 or 27, they have an option because it's the least you can do for a venue like that. It would put so much time and energy. Um, but in terms of just the experience, um, you know, hard to probably communicate. I suppose there's very set ways in, in my head that I learned from IMG, you know, the fan village should be this way, the park and you know, you try and funnel them through the villages. 
you know, uh, especially women's golf, it's very family focused, which is great. You get the kids there, you get the families, you know, the husband, the wives, the kids, you know, uh, you know, honestly, I don't think you probably get as much of that on the men's side of things because it's probably a bit more intimidating. Of course, you get the young kids, you know, getting autographs from Rory, but uh, the, the, kids, the family sizes last year in Jamoland, like there's one of the team here has kind of statistics on it but it was pretty incredible you know big families coming so just creating a general experience for them when they arrive that it's not just golf there's other elements available you know be it chipping challenges or vr golf or you know the merchandise shop food trucks face painters we have in we have a dj you know just stuff like that where you attract the other non-golfer and then on the flip side of that you know there's a word going around for a long time you know festivalization how do you how do you do a concert um, you know, um, um, during the, you know, an event and Live Golf do that very well, you know, to be fair to them, we did it in Abu Dhabi one year, it was good, but Live Golf do it really well because they've got the money to bring in some nice acts, but you have to add other, you have to bring in the non-golfer and how do you bring them in and that's through music or creative kind of ways with, you know, family engagement or so on, so yeah, I think it's, that's kind of our, our kind of rationale, but uh, yeah, I hope it, hope it works, it's worked so far, I think. <laughs> no, definitely, I'm definitely looking forward to a good week um i'm encouraging everyone to like because like my wife doesn't understand golf but she understands golf after watching drive i don't want to say drive to survive but full swing and uh so she'd watch it anyway she watched the majors because it's on anyway so she'd understand golf a little bit but she'd never understand like attending a tournament or a day you know like why would i go to that yeah, yeah i'm like no no there's like a full tended village you know there's experiences there but it'd be golf so it's like not necessarily you know so it's like you could go with like four of the girls or bring a big gang of like families together, three, four, five families together and just go for, you know, three, four hours, you know, you'd be yeah. outside most of the time. So, <laughs> um, the kids will sleep that night, but you know, you don't have to walk the whole course. Um, Dramol is actually even around the clubhouse there. If I remember rightly, you know, you have access to four five, six holes without moving, without walking, you know, mightn't, you mightn't go past like 4,000 steps to actually see a lot of golf. Um, yeah. the way Dromolin's laid out um, you've got the lake as well the whole vista you can see across the whole lake and we've we've got the main village up at one end and we've got two satellite villages you know strategically placed just around the lake because our research from last year tells us that they just navigate around the lake because it's such an amazing vista and you look back at the castle the whole time um, so yeah it's important to like just for an example to your point the tented village you know one year the first Saudi international we ran in, 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 in Jeddah we did this incredible village and there was obviously a big budget event. We did so much uh, interaction and various, you know, e-gaming stuff. And we had probably, we didn't have many spectators. Let's say we had 3000, you know, attend any one day. And of those 3000, probably 400 ventured onto the golf course. The rest of them stayed in the village. And that's, you know, similar with the women's, you know, a lot of people will just, you know, with the, with, with the women's Irish Open, a lot of people just go to the village and probably stay there and have beer all day. But the best thing about it is, from the bar still in the village, you can see the 18th green, so you don't need to leave. Job done. It's a perfect, perfect situation. Exactly. Perfect situation. So yeah. all, all details of the Women's Arch Open will be in the show notes below. below show notes below. You swear I did this before. Um, but what's next for Forefront? You know, what, what's I asked you before, you know, what's what you see in the next kind of two or three years? And I would say that has changed a little bit uh, in, in the last couple. So what's What's next? Or like, is there, you, you mentioned other sports. You don't have to tell me. Um, yeah. Maybe that's enough, but it, what's the next string to add to the, add to the bow? Yeah. I, th I think like my, 
favorite thing I've ever heard really is, you know, it's about the journey, not the destination. And I, like, I, of course, I've got, you know, private goals and stuff for the company and there's, you know, not financial, you know, I think I actually said that in the last podcast, it's not really about money, you know, but at the moment we've got some young people on the team here who were at the Open last week. They're going to the Brit Women's British Open. They're obviously coming to the uh, KPMG Women's Irish Open. They'll be at Wentworth Ryder Cup um, uh, back in Dubai in November from our team. We do some VOR activations for, for the European Tour and a couple of other people. So like they're just ecstatic about that. And that's an incredible opportunity for them to go travel. Um, you know, so that's great, creating those opportunities for the team, for people who want to travel. I don't, so they're holding their hands up and they want to go. So happy days. Um, and, and you're, then, you're not in search of the, the gold level anymore, no, are you? No, no, no. I I I I no, I the traveling now those days, the enjoyment's gone out of it now these days, but um but no, in terms of you know, we, we do have another sport. We're, we're working with um, with a cycling event in November um, in the sports campus um, with Sport Ireland and Flanders. Um, it's a World Cup, um, a cross country kind of cycling event. It's it, it's pretty cool. Last year, there's about eight thousand people, so we're helping them as their kind of local promoters. So we're we're dipping our toes into some other things. Basically, you know, that's a team driving me. I've always kind of wanted to stick to golf, but they've got their own ambitions. They want to kind of grow, you know, their own desks, be it you know operations with Simon. Um, or Ben himself, um, you know, Darren as well, he's, he's got a rugby background. So they're kind of driving me to say, well, can we look at this? Can we look at this? And I was always hesitant to say, no, we're just golf. Um, but we, we are looking. So yeah, we've got the cycling event and we've got some other bits in the pipeline of virtual reality stuff. And then, you know, we are potentially looking at, um, you know, down the line, helping some young grassroots golfers, um, you know, not specifically, yeah, well, yeah, help, I suppose player management is the term, but, you know, just helping young kids coming up, you know, I'm, I'm quite particular about the kind of women's side of it and helping young girls who are, you know, starting out because obviously we're, we're heavy in the Women's Irish Open where we are. So Roddy Carr is obviously a, a strategic director with the company. So that's his background. He's Seve Ballesteros, his ex-manager IMG for 20 odd years. So he's kind of running point on that. And we're kind of looking at probably October, November, you know, not announcing, but just, you know, helping some players where we can. Um, so yeah, just slow and steady and uh, yeah, just keep keep doing what we're doing yeah another 14 month dream like the last 14 months and we're we're, we're doing okay no you'd be golden I, it was actually a question i was going to ask which you've answered it was is player management down the line because um i kind of i kind of see four from sports you might like the the, the comparison now but to, to matrim in terms yeah. of matrim matrim is the the overarching entity but you'd like back in the day you know they darts snooker but they'd be most known now for Barry Hearn and, and, and the boxing, you know? Yeah. Um, namely because they picked up our neighbor here, Gary Cully. You know, yeah. Losses, that's right. But you know, that's where I'd see in my head, like, like a natural evolution of a company like yours. Cause that's what I do in the, in the main job is yeah. like, look at companies and their growth profiles and see what stage, you know, do, do they need something? Yeah. But yeah. You know, start up brand and grow grow organically into events, and then the next thing is, you know, is the player side and other sports. Yeah, so. I never really, to be honest, I never was asked that early on, and I never really had too much ambition to go into there. But I was sitting at a dinner with Roddy one day, and he was telling stories about Seve, and he was telling stories about all these golfers that he managed over the years. And I was just looking at him. I was like, he's involved in forefront. He's he's a consultant with us, and he's a, you know strategic director and. Uh, I was kind of like, what a waste for him to not pass that on to somebody, you know, you know, not to give that to a young kid where, you know, if, you know, a young girl comes off the course as from an LET event, she's missed a cut and she's nobody to ring to say, 
you know, what he's been there, he's done it a hundred times. He was on tour. So I was like, that that's how it kind of came about. That was a couple of months ago. And him and I have been kind of just back and forth and we obviously got a, a business plan together, how that would look like and, you know, strategically how it would form and so on. But that was really how it formed. I mean, I've nothing so much personally myself to add to any golfer. I mean, they're better in life than I am in terms of, you know, they've got the ability. I, I'd just be potentially looking for a few sponsors. But in terms of just oh, I'll stop you there now. I'll stop you there. You have a lot to provide because I play with a lot of, I play with a few, not a lot of, we can't, the managers might be listening to this. I play with a few uh, <laughs> golfers from time to time, you know, uh, kind of challenge tour or uh, ex-Euro, like what used to be the Euro Pro, so clutch tour, and a lot of like college players when they're back from the summer or if they're on the minute program. And that's the bit I see a lot of golfers are missing. Yeah. Is like they can play the golf. But it's the off-course stuff that is mind-boggling for them to manage. Yeah. Because it's, they just don't do it. Do you know what I mean? It's just like yeah. uh, the admin and the forms and not necessarily the flight book and like they can manage that, but just like what's the plan? I spoke to one golfer on this podcast last December and he's, his plan to, to go beyond three weeks. Like what's the plan next year? You yeah, know? exactly. And there was like a, a pro-am in Portugal the third week of January and then there was nothing else. Yeah. And that's funny because that, that was Roddy's point and he raised that to me when we were having these early discussions was um, they shouldn't worry about anything, of course. Absolutely zero should be in their head. Everything else should be done, you know, by managers. And there's plenty of good managers out there and, and, you know, IMG and, you know, all these massive companies, they're amazing. But the golfers should never be thinking about that. They should just sign their contract and, you know, you know, and, and get their, you know, their their finances and, you know, their travel arrangements sorted. Um, but yeah, it, it was more came from, a, like, we've, we've built up a great commercial base here the last couple of the 12 months and some amazing sponsors um, who obviously would get involved in that. So that's kind of the easy side. The more I, the more I see it, it's just more of a mentorship with Roddy. I just think it's such a waste. I think he's just an incredible asset. I mean, I call him all the time if I have a bad day. I'm like, you know, I've got this problem, you know, can you help me? Like, I'm sure a golfer calling him would be like, I just missed the cut and he can give them advice. I, that's more of that kind of, you know, uh, leadership mentor shoulder to kind of lean on when you need it. Um, you know, they can ring me. I'm an eight handicap. I would have no advice in that instance, you know, but so th that's how it came about. And look, we're, we're slow and steady in that one, you know, September, October, November, we're in no rush. We're kind of just flushing out at the moment, but yeah, it's just, yeah, if we can help anybody kind of coming up through the ranks, especially through the ranks. I mean, you know, you wouldn't want a, a Shane Larry now. That'd be too much to hand, that'd be too much to manage now. You know, but uh, and obviously he's, he's well looked after. But um, but yeah, that's that's kind of the thoughts at the moment. In two thousand and nine, or two thousand was it two thousand nine? Maybe one when he won the Irish Open, he wasn't very yeah. well looked after. Do you know what I mean? No. And if that didn't, if that didn't. Do you know what I mean? So that's the point yeah. of entry. I think that you, yeah. that you guys are looking at. Look, I'm very excited for the Women's Irish Open in a couple of weeks. And I'm very excited to see what Forefront Sports do next. Keen Brannigan, thanks for your time, as always. And we might play a game sometime soon ourselves. You never know. No, I appreciate it, Paddy. Thanks for having me on. And we get no shots. No <laughs> way you're an no <laughs> yeah, eight yeah. handicapper. No <laughs> stop. There's no golf at the minute. But uh, no, thank you very much. And uh, and it's a pleasure. And keep keep her lit anyway. You're doing brilliant. Take it easy. Bye bye. So that was Keen Brannigan. So I hope you're all looking forward to a fantastic KPMG Women's Irish Open on in a couple of weeks in the Banner County, County Clare in Drummond and Castle. So I will be hang, hanging out there for a couple of days. I'll be there a week early as well. I'm going to try and nab a couple of the Irish participants. Um, a couple of club mates of mine as well. Uh, maybe for a chat. Aiden and Anya. Coming for you. But um, really looking forward to an exciting week in KPMG. In KPMG? In Drummond. Um, this podcast is not sponsored by KPMG, but you know, um, 
we could always set up a barter account of folks. Um, maybe a copper's gold card or something might be sorted out. Come here to me. Um, giveaway time. So this is for all the loyalists to the podcast. So there will be a giveaway on Instagram. We have three pairs of week-long tickets um, over on Instagram. So feel free, of course, to comment to friends and like it and share it and obviously leave a podcast review um, and send it to me. Uh, that you've done it for an extra entry but for the listeners of the podcast for you folks who have pressed play today and are hanging on now for what's the giveaway I have two I have a pair of hospitality tickets to give away so what I want you to do is we're going to use a cold word and we'll use the cold word uh, what will we pick we'll pick uh, Leona right so send me a DM on Instagram just say Leona um, on any platform Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and you'll be entered into the draw for hospitality tickets. There you go. We'll see you in a moment. Until we teed up again soon, I'm Patty. <laughs>